Two Humorous Nurses with Kelly and Alicia, the podcast that loves a day off. Welcome to episode 10 of Two Humorous Nurses, where we plan to bring you funny, informal, conversational chat about all things nursing. We're kind of like pop culture for nursing. (laughs) Yeah. If you've ever groaned when someone has said, is anyone a nurse? This one is for you. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a nurse outside of work. Nah. It's stressful. It's inconvenient. But see, actually, I get a little bit of a kick out I of it. I know you do. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got skills. I don't like adrenaline. No, We've said this before. I know. And Kelly yeah. will just sit there in the corner and be like, no one fucking say anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, given that situation, I want to know the legalities. Oh, <laughs> about so, um, like nurses rendering first aid. Yes. Do we have to? Well, we'll get the boring shit out of the do way. Do we need right? to disclose our medical training? So... Actually, that's interesting that you say that technically, like legally, we don't have to. Good. Legally, we don't have to. And especially if you're intoxicated or something. So I've got, (laughs) because I mean, I guess it comes from a moral standpoint as well. I mean, as much as we don't want to be working, like if someone's just fallen over and there's other people helping them and someone's called the ambulance, I'm not going to run over there and help them. Like. Unless they've whacked their head yeah. and I'm concerned. And everyone like, looks like they have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, that's it would be yeah. – yeah. But if they've fallen over and hurt their ankle or something, I'm not run, rushing over to no. help them. Like unless you – know, Unless you, it happens in front of me and I witnessed it and I'm the only one there. That's right. Yeah. God, it's different if – yeah. So I guess um, from the research that I've done – uh, um, pretty much all of my research has come from Anne's Corps, which is the um, Australian and New Zealand Council – uh, resource Council, basically. It's like a combination of the Australian Resource Council and the New Zealand Resource Council. Um, they've basically said, technically, you don't have to, but you should. Yeah. So I think it's a case-by-case kind of basis, like what we were talking about. If somebody did choose to sue because you had been negligent, then, of course, um, you've done the wrong thing. But kind of like that situation that we were talking about, that if you can render assistance, you should. Yeah. But if I was completely inebriated and somebody needed CPR, I think I'd be better coaching someone than actually doing it because you don't know how well you're going to function. But at the end of the day, some attempt is better than no attempt. So if you're the only person who's qualified or you're the only person who has any idea, some attempt is better than no attempt whatsoever. And as long as you're open and honest about your capabilities at the time – um, I think the other thing that is good to know from a nursing perspective, and I think lots of people won't know about this, but if you render assistance and it fails, technically you're not really liable. So yep, there's it's always not like that America concern. America where you no, can be charged no, if you do for something and it or whatever, work. Yeah, and battery. Yeah. Whereas here it's like if you've made an attempt, clearly the standard of care that you're going to provide in the community setting with no equipment and no support yep is going to be way worse than any care that you could provide as a nurse in your workplace or in your normal setting. Yeah. So I think Australia is really good in that way that, and New Zealand, uh, they respect that there is no way you're going to be able to provide the same standard of care, you know, yeah. outside of your workplace. So they look in, they look, look at that as well. So any attempt is better than no attempt and, that you know, there's discretion there as well. I think... Um, the other thing that's worth mentioning is that in the Northern Territory, you have to render assistance. So, 
And the Northern Territory is the only state and territory that has legislation that requires a duty to rescue by any person without a duty of care. So if somebody falls over in front of you and you keep walking, you are in big trouble. Uh, Anyone. Anyone. Doctor or nurse. Whether you even have never even seen them before, Uh, you must render assistance to them. And whatever level of assistance, even if that's just calling an ambulance, like you don't have to touch the person or. Yeah. I think, um, so it just says. In that jurisdiction, any person who callously fails to provide rescue, resus, medical treatment, first aid or a secure of any kind to a person urgently in need of it and whose life may be endangered is guilty of a crime and is liable to imprisonment for seven oh, years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So it's probably someone, something a bit more than just someone that fell over and hurt their ankle. No, maybe. you're right. It'd be somebody who's been hit by a car, car and you've just, or, have, yeah, you know, completely driven off. ignored yeah. them. Yeah. Yep. So, and wow. even if you witnessed it and you kept walking and decided not to help them because... Yep. I don't know, for whatever, whatever reason. reason. Yeah. Another good point is that there's a difference between nurses and good Samaritans or volunteers because – and nurses and doctors or healthcare professionals yeah. um, who have any level of training really. So good Samaritans are defined in legislation as a person acting without expecting financial or other reward for providing assistance. Yep. Although there are differences between the states. And volunteers are generally defined as a member of a volunteer organisation performing voluntary community work. Okay. And obviously some volunteers are skilled volunteers. So that yeah. it's the same. You've just got to operate within your scope to the best of your ability. Yeah. If you can, if you're able to. Obviously, if it's going to endanger you in any way, of then course. you shouldn't. Um, well, I mean, we're always taught our safety comes yeah. first. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. D for danger. <laughs> That's basically it. So uh, um, although doctors have a bit more of a responsibility than yeah. nurses do. So nurses should render assistance. And I think it's kind of in us that oh, if there yeah. was an emergency, you'd fucking help. Like, yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. And, and I've been in a situation where a person at our local like club had not nightclub, like old people <laughs> club, you know, you know, like the town like club. Like a sports club type yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of thing. Had all of a sudden like – had pretty much a vasovagal, but while she was sitting in the chair. Yeah. And so then I walked past and looked at her and I was like, oh, shit, she doesn't look real good. Yeah. And everyone's sort of sitting her up and trying to give her water. And I was like, just get her on the ground and put her legs in the air and call an ambulance. (laughs) And so I just waited with her. And actually I ended up calling the ambulance and then I just asked her a few questions and she was like conscious and everything the whole time. But then (laughs) the ambulance came. And they totally ignored me. And these are paramedics I have seen like a (laughs) hundred times at the hospital. And I'm like, hello, I could give you a handover because I've got her entire history. Like we've been talking (laughs) for 20 minutes while you, you know. Waiting for you. Yeah. So, but they were just like literally, I mean, it's probably their job not to get a handover from the second person just to get it straight from the horse's mouth. But yeah, I felt like. They totally ignored that I was a nurse or they just didn't even look at me like and go, oh, yeah, it's you. Yeah. Yeah. But then they did say that the next time I saw one of them, he was like, fucking hell, shit just follows you wherever you go. (laughs) (laughs) Shit magnet. Number one shit magnet. (sighs) Well, I've had um, a pretty personal experience of this. So I try to avoid all that stuff outside. Mm. Um, Is that only since um, the incident with Cam's dad? I mean, yeah. What? That, you, that you've like tried to avoid? Nah, nursing. always. Oh, yeah. So I remember coming home once, I used to catch a train home and there was this gentleman and lady sitting in front of me, like elderly couple, and I was in my work uniform. And um, 
he just looked terrible and she kept saying to him, you'll be okay, you'll be okay, we'll be home in a minute. And he just looked, he got greyer and greyer and I just mm. remember thinking, oh, God, why? Why in front of me? Like I literally can't, like you on that very front seat where the seat, like I literally was touching, almost touching legs with him. I love that you weren't like, oh, <clears throat> why couldn't you be okay? You're like, well, why do you have to fucking be sick right in front of me? <laughs> she kept looking at me as well because I was in like a hospital uniform, not a white one because I was an enrolled nurse then. So I looked, I just said, oh, does he have a heart problem? And she goes, yeah, he's, he's got pain. And I said, does he have, and I don't know why this came to me then, but I was like, does he have a spray or tablets he has to put under his tongue? And he goes, oh, I do, I do. And so then he puts like a GT, GTN spray under his yeah. tongue. And then she's like, we're off at the next stop and our daughter's meeting us. And I was like, you need to go straight to the doctor's. And he sort of perked up a bit after. And I thought, oh, God, thank God, because I still had lots of stops to go. So I was like, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just don't enjoy it. I'm, I'm not – like and all my friends always laugh and say, like, you're a genie, like it's my catchphrase. But anyway, so my um, father-in-law had a cardiac event, uh, I reckon it's going on four or five mm. years ago. It was Mother's Day weekend. So we were at the local footy and um, we just had the car pulled up against the footy rail and it was hub, my hubby's first – uh, game playing back since he got, since we got back over here and so we all went so his parents and and myself and Amelia we all went the team was like oh I'm just gonna go and get a pie and so he he trotted off and we were sitting there Joe and I laughing about that he taking a bit too long and maybe it stopped off to see his mistress you know like just jokes <laughs> that you make and then he got back to the car and he sat in the front seat the ute like right on the edge of the footy we were sitting at the front of the ute in chairs and he just said oh Joe I don't feel real well. And I don't know what it was in his voice that literally made me stand up and open the passenger side door of the oh, car. Did you just get the heebie-jeebies? Yeah, I did, yeah. And he's not one to complain about anything and like ever. And, um, yeah, I just looked at him and he was like grey. And, I, and um, I said, oh, we don't happen to keep – you don't have – like we don't have ambulances here, do we? Like in WA you often we'll have volunteers – in the ambulances at footy games and stuff, mm, yeah. especially country. Yeah, not um, out of here, mate. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> and I was like... And You'd be lucky if your trainers are <laughs> qualified. <Yeah. laughs> she said, nah, um, nah. And I just pulled out my phone and dialed triple zero. Well, actually, I dialed four zeros because at work we have to dial a zero to get yeah. out and then dial triple zero when we call for an ambulance. Yeah. I was, it I, still worked, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it got through and I tried to explain... Where I said, you know, I think he's having cardiac vent and he was only 59 at the time. And Well, it's like um, common age for men. Yeah. Like anything over 50. Yeah. And no, no, no history of anything. Wow. Um, and I. How did he look at the time? Oh, like she, oh. like he was so grey, like he was that grey colour that they get. I tried to explain where we were because I didn't know what street we were on. Mm. And I was like, I'm like, we're at the footy oval. <laughs> <laughs> In this, in the you name know, of the town. the footy oval. <laughs> She's like, what are the crossroads? I was like, oh, I don't bloody know. And no one around me wanted to seem to help provide me Any names support. of the street. Yeah. Anyway, she worked it out and she was like, were you at his home ground? No, we weren't. Oh, no, shit. we were away. So yeah. then I, which is why I didn't know any street Yeah, name. of course, yeah. <laughs> so then Joe was starting, she's, I said to her, just go to the front gate and tell them that we need that the ambulance is coming in, where to direct them yep. to the car so yep. that they knew where to go. And then um, I sort of went round to the driver's side and someone must have heard something or whatever because a trainer turned up with a AED, oh, an wow. automatic um, defibrillator, which was great, yeah. except then he buggered off. <laughs> so 
I was like, he's in the front of a ute. I can't Jesus. zap him in the front of the ute. I can't get him out because he's too heavy. And so I hang like, on. Did they say anything to you when they dropped this defeat? Yeah, they they said, are you all right? And I said, oh, I think my father-in-law's having a heart attack and <laughs> dropped it and ran. Oh, my well, God. I don't know if he ran. I just turned around because halftime was over and they were getting club. back out on the football oval. And um, That's terrible. And then I realised. So luckily someone from work was there. And I was like, oh, can you just grab my kid? Like, because, you know, she's just running around, little three-year-old. And she's like, Jesus, are you right? And I just remember. That wasn't a nurse, was it? No. no. Yeah. No. And I just remember holding Tim's arm and Tim was, he was just getting paler and paler. He was getting sweaty. Mm. And I remember just pretending to take his pulse and saying to him, you're okay. You're Your okay. pulse is fine. Your pulse is all right. <laughs> but I couldn't feel anything, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And oh, I said, Jesus. how's the pain? And the pain was getting more worse. But at any point, were you going to bring him out and put him on the floor? I on was, the ground? Or, like I was really tempted, like really tempted. But um, you were, were you scared moving we were, him was going to yeah. fuck him up even well, more? Yeah, a little bit. And yeah. we're, I was really, the car next to us was really close. Oh. So the car door was like hitting their car. Yeah. There were people in that car too. Oh my, what were yeah, they doing? Nothing, no one was oh doing anything. God. And then I realised that Cam had run back out onto the footy oval because the game was about to start and he had no idea what oh. was happening. But all this, while all this was ha- happening, I realised it had been 20 minutes since I called the ambulance Shit. and it still wasn't there. So then I started to panic because he was getting worse. worse. And also I thought he was going to vomit. I didn't want him to vomit in the car because yeah, yeah. I knew I'd probably have to drive it. Oh so I rang work because I was like... Hang on. You didn't, wa- <laughs> you didn't want him to vomit <laughs> in the want, car. Don't vomit in the car. So I rang work and um, like it, the nurse that was on that was in charge, like she knows me really well. And so I said to her... My father-in-law is having a heart attack. I don't know what to do. The ambulance isn't here. Like, should I try and get him to you? Yeah. And she just kept me really calm. And she's like, Kelly, you can't. Why, why would you bring him into me? Yeah. She's like, just lay him out if you need to. You know how to use a defib. By that point, I'd pulled the defib apart as yeah, well just to, just to see what just to see what, yeah. yeah. And she's like, you're okay. You've got this. Just sit tight. The ambulance you managed, is coming. You, and you managed the whole thing. Like you literally had gone, okay, I've got very limited resources. I've got a mother-in-law. I've got a support staff from the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and I've got a defib with nobody else to help me. Yeah. So, And you've literally gone, okay, these are the very limited resources yeah. I've got. And I need to I use them was, to the best of my ability. All I could think was, I just want to like... What what I'm like I just was thinking I just need to cannulate I just, him. I need a button. I need to push access <laughs> for people to come running. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realised just literally how there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah. Like he was having a heart attack in front of me, and I like I was it's really like you have aspirin in your pocket. No. Like <laughs> fuck, really calm. You could literally get a <laughs> megaphone. Has anyone got some yeah. aspirin? <laughs> so I um the ambulance then pulled up. Thirty minutes. It was literally oh. thirty minutes. And um this point I'm. How far were you from the closest, like, big town? Oh. Or would this town have had its own ambulance service? Yeah. Oh, wow. The ambulance came from a town 30 minutes away. Oh, shit. <laughs> he turned up, the ambo turned up, jumped out, put the dots on, and then radioed in, we've got a STEMI. And mm. then I literally, because they were there, right, so they were putting in cannulas, they were getting morphine. And I was starting to... um. Then I was starting to lose my, like, a cool a bit. Yeah, and I realised no get, one had to tell Cam. So I start screaming to Cam on the football field because there's an ambulance at his dad's you. Yeah. And he's down that end. And I'm screaming. And as I yell out, Cam turns around and said, you got to come off. Your dad's having a heart attack. My mother-in-law's like, what? Because I don't think she realised what was happening. I hadn't conveyed to her just how the, serious yeah. the situation was. Because you were so cool-headed and you're like, I was I've just trying to keep cool everyone calm. Yeah. yeah. And then they took... 
they took him off and gave him morphine and everything and um, put him in the back of the ambulance. Joe jumped in the ambulance and I said, where are you taking him so we can follow? And he goes, I don't know, Mike is coming, no one's really telling us. We'll just head towards the biggest hospital because I assume that's where they want us. So I was like, righto. So then Cam had come off and we just packed the car. Had they up. thrombolized him at that time? No. So they took off and were waiting to meet Marcus. So there was a paramedic and a paramedic assistant. Oh, or a yeah, community just the assistant, ambulance not driver. A, yeah. Not a – so he so – you should have seen him trying to put a cannula in. He was like shaking like a leaf. And what? I started to pull stuff out to get a cannula ready yeah. and the paramedic said to me, you cannot touch it. <gasps> so that's where I took myself away from the situation because I thought I can't watch that poor guy who was nervous as shit and at a real event him. and I can't help him. And me yelling at him in my terrible words <laughs> – wasn't helping the situation. Yeah, that, 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 that there, there, there's, there. A, there's a good one. There's a good vein. <laughs> so I just walked away. So then we, you know, jumped in the car and followed. Yeah. The ambulance took off and then we got a phone call from Joe. Were they lights and sirens or? Yep. Yeah, right. Got a phone call from Joe and she was like, we're heading towards here. So and she so went with like, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Because I said, you go. Yep. Don't You don't do anything. We will sort everything out. Yep. So we got the cars home. We packed a bit of a bag, like grabbed yep. his tablets and all that sort of shit and Phone charges, you know, all the important stuff took off. So we were probably like like 35 minutes behind them. And then we get a call. So Cam called his mum and said, where are you? And she said, oh, we've just pulled over. Like we've met Micah on the side of the road. And then we hear, <laughs> we hear the ambulance guy say to Joe, hang the phone up. We need you to concentrate on this. And she turns, she says onto the phone, oh, my God, they're shocking him. And then hangs the phone up. <laughs> oh, my God. That just gave me chills. I'm in the car with my husband who is terrified. Do you know what rhythm he went into? Oh, yeah. He had a, like, VT oh, arrest. And then his and then had Amelia asleep in the back. And I'm driving, like, a tiny Corolla And thing. are you thinking he's dead? Are you thinking yeah. he's done? Yeah. So Cam said to me, you need to tell me the truth. What does that mean? And oh. I said it means his heart has stopped and they're trying to get it back. And he just got so upset and I said, you have to calm down. I'm trying to drive yeah. safely. Oh my God, but in my head cry. now I'm thinking I just need – we need to get there because Joe needs us. Yeah. So I sort of changed my school of thought from – I just from was panic like, mode well, he's – I know the chance of surviving an arrest outside of a hospital, let alone on the side of a road. Yeah. But my only thought was at least Mike is there. Yeah, exactly right. And then we get a message Even if saying, they just chew him and keep shocking him. Yeah. So then we get a message – from Joe, so Cam's freaking out, like yeah, he's yeah. freaking out. He would have thought his dad was saying, done. "Please stay calm. I try to drive safely, but very fast. So yeah. <laughs> I need you oh, to sit calmly." God. Like, so then we get a text saying, "On the road again." So I'm like, "Calm," and I'm thinking, "Okay, well, there's two scenarios. He's either okay, like, and they're moving, or they're just moving because they got no choice." He's fucked. So yeah. Um. Anyway, we get there. Oh, I'd never been in the main entrance of the hospital that we went to. <laughs> So I parked on the wrong side. Uh-huh. So we had to run all the way around. <laughs> what? And then we get into the ambulance bay and the ambo that was like was restocking the ambulance and he goes, oh, my God, guys, I'll take you through. And I'm like, please tell me, is he alive? And he just looked at me and he goes, I'll tell you everything in there. And I'm like, oh, my God. <gasps> so we get in the door and Joe's literally sitting there on this, like just on a plastic chair waiting. Like it's a big ED and it was all very quiet. Like the whole day was like, I just remember being really quiet. And I thought if she said they're working on him, they're working on him, he's still alive. And I was like, oh, my God. But I remember thinking if they're working on him, they are very quiet because he's only two resource bays down. And if they're working on him, he's not alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then the Micah guy comes out 
and Joe says, oh, this is my son and daughter-in-law. And he just introduced himself and he said, oh, they're doing a good job in there. And I was like, oh, okay. What the fuck does that he mean? He said, it won't be long and you'll be able to go in. And I was like, oh, God. So I'm just standing there and the whole time I'm just trying not to be a nurse, like, you know, just trying to be calm. And we have Amelia with us, so we're also just trying to be calm. And then about 10 minutes later, they say, come in and see him. And I swear to God, we walk in, he's sat up in the bed, no oxygen, complaining of a sore tongue because he bit it while they shocked him. <laughs> I was like... That's the least of your fucking worries, mate. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Tim. Like, you're alive. What? Holy like, shit, you look good. how dramatic. Oh, and he's like, he had a little bit of burn on his chest. And it's funny because he had all these cannulas in his arms and all these bags of fluid and stuff. And Amelia... Because when he came home, so he, that was on a Saturday and he was home on the Thursday, um, they did thrombolise him on the side of the road. They He had, I think he was shocked three or four times. And so he had two two VT arrests and then one in the ED. He got flown out to Melbourne because, you know, where we live, you just have to have cardiac events Monday to Friday, nine till five. <laughs> two weekends are after hours. Um, and then they he had three There's stents. No yeah. on the weekend. <laughs> he had three stents put in and they went in via his arm for that. So when he came home from the hospital on the Thursday, he had big bruises up his arm. And Amelia still to this day just thinks that Poppy got a sore arm. Are you going to have a tell her one day? Oh, probably. So a week later he had to go back to the hospital because he had some more chest pain. Oh, shit. And... Um, Amelia like went with Cam and Joe to pick him up. And so every, every time we drive past there now, she's like, that's where Poppy went with his sore arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's very sweet. But it's um very confronting to be a nurse outside of a hospital mm. for something like that. So mm-hmm. also because it was very personal, you know, you don't expect someone that like you love for that to happen. Yeah, but so true. Yeah, that's why I don't want to do it. I just thought of something when my Alma had her spine surgery not only did we not know because she was like she went to the doctor (laughs) because one of her legs didn't work properly and then her doctor like did an urgent ct and then she ended up at footscray hospital and they're like oh we got to send you to royal melbourne you're gonna have surgery on your spine because you've got a cyst on your pretty much like pressing on your spinal cord so then she goes to royal melbourne the only reason anyone in the family knew was because she'd parked her car at Footscray and didn't want a ticket. So she rang my auntie and said, can you go and get my car because I don't want a ticket. So that anyway, long story short, she ended up coming and staying with us for a month. Oh, I do remember that. So we went for a bit of a walk, like a few, like it would have been probably a week after her surgery. We went for a little bit of a walk and um, it was like a gentle stroll and it was fine. And the next day it was Mick's sister's 40th. And we, I was due to go and Alma was just going to stay home and potter around. And I get up in the morning and I'm like, it's freaking 9.30 and she's not up yet. What the hell is she doing? And I just, my stomach like sank and I'm like, oh, fuck, um. has something happened? Because I'm like, she's been up at, yeah. you know, eight o'clock every morning. And then I go down to her room and she's like flat. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I can't move. Mm. I was like, what do you mean you can't move? <laughs> And I was like, panic stations, like she's had a fucking stroke. Yeah. I'm like, Jesus Christ. She's like, I just, I can't get out of bed. And so then I've like done a full neuro assessment. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, everything looks fine. Like it's all working. Just get up. Like, yeah. get, I'm like get out. <laughs> anyway, I took her to the doctor and she'd just overdone it. Yeah. And so like just the inflammation around the, around the cord. Oh, yeah, no, she so... just couldn't get out because she had too much pain and she doesn't take painkillers ever. Um, but yeah, I'm like, 
you know, it's just when know. you know too much. Yeah, yeah. And I've got an ulcer on my tongue at the moment. It's like at the base of my oh, tongue. Yow. And I was convinced I had throat cancer <laughs> until I saw it. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'll give it a few days. If it's not gone, I'm going to the doctor. <laughs> Getting a curette. <laughs> Tell us the story from one of our, our um, followers. We got a very good story. Well, it depends how you look at it. Mm. From Lauren. So thanks, Lauren, for sending this in. Um, this shocked the shit out of us. Like, oh, no. And we <laughs> were like, like what? better you than us because <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. So this is Lauren's story. We were sitting at a red light. It was pouring down with rain. A motorbike went flying past us through the intersection as a car was turning. Hit him head on and he went flying through the air like some kind of movie. I bolted out of the car to him. Another lad got there before me and went to move him. I don't think I've ever screamed so loud in my life. So Lauren stuck her hands down the side of his helmet and stabilized his neck. And then the girl that hit him was on the phone to Triple O. And she held the phone to Lauren's ear as she spoke to um, the dispatch, I guess, or um, to Ambos. He had open ankle tib and fib fractures, suspected pelvic fractures, and God knows what else. So Lauren stayed on the ground holding him until Micah came. I think, I think, didn't she say later that it was like an hour and a half or something? Yeah, I think she says. Crazy. And it was in the cold and I think it, in, the, in the pouring rain. So go you, Lauren. Yeah. You poor bugger. So then she led the log roll and helped them get him onto a stretcher and they rushed him into the ambulance. He was conscious and he was screaming the whole time. Oh, and that, God. oh, that just sends like chills down yeah. my spine. It was horrific. I couldn't walk. This is Lauren. She couldn't walk for two days after kneeling down in the cold for so long. Definitely the most intense <laughs> leg day workout ever. Wow. And we just said, you are our hero. Yeah. Like that is incredible. <laughs> and I think, you know, you do like adrenaline just takes over in those moments. Um, and I feel like at work, I'm exactly like that. I was a lifeguard and it, before I was a nurse and mm. um, we had this girl dive into the pool and then she came out and she was like, oh, my God, my neck. And so, mm. no joke, I like squatted holding her head oh, God. for an hour before the ambulance came. And I know like, you know, when when you just want mm. so bad for this to go well for the person yeah. and you think, oh, my God, if I move an inch or if I move yeah. a centimetre, you know, your life could be over. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. And then Lauren went on to say, <laughs> I must admit I avoided that intersection for a good while and motorbikes <laughs> still make me jump. Uh, and and Lauren made a good point and she said, thank you for shining a light on the fact that we never really clock off. Yeah, and it's that's so, so true. true. Do you know, I'm, yeah. I'm never more frustrated than when a child hurts themselves and their mother comes to me and says, oh, Alicia's a nurse. She'll look after it. And I felt like saying, fuck you. You're their mother. You chose to do that. Like, deal with it. Like, I'm not. And then I always say, I'm not getting paid to be here. So, and if it's like a cut or something, I'm like, oh, yep. No, amputation. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Super glue. Yeah. Or I'll just, I'll either really upset the kid or I'll just act like there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. I always wait, like all our friends if something ever happens to a kid and they fall over or something none of us like we just like don't make eye contact and they get up and brush themselves <laughs> yes. off if they get up and brush themselves off we're like yeah good job yeah, if not we're that. like are you okay or what? then i'll check <laughs> yeah. often they just want to see if your reaction yeah they just want to see if how much love themselves. am i gonna get we have another really cool story which is actually one of our friends yes. um, and work colleagues who <laughs> 
delivered her baby on her bathroom floor, home alone. Crazy. So, <laughs> she's our hero. She is our <laughs> also, hero. Also, what an idiot. But yeah. <laughs> I go to hospital. We always make fun of her that how could she not know? So she's um, sent me what she wrote down when she got to hospital after it all happened. So I'll just read that. So she said, I had fairly irregular contractions all day, painful but bearable, Panadol at 8 o'clock. Felt them coming a little closer together about 8.30, so I thought I would time them. Still fairly irregular, not all that long, usually under a minute. Felt like I had diarrhoea, lost my plug. Then went from five to seven minutes apart to less than two minutes apart at 11 o'clock. Lasting more than a minute, I felt so much pressure and like I needed to poo. I rang Sean at 11.07 and said, you better come home from work, I think the baby's coming. Back on the toilet, overwhelming urge to push, felt the baby's head. <laughs> Can I just say, i got to interrupt that. So when she told me this story, she said, <laughs> she, won't, she won't kill me for telling you this. There's a mirror that goes across from her toilet. Oh. And she said she sat down and she just looked and she's like, holy oh. shit. Felt the, the baby's head. That's the head. <laughs> Birthed her head in two pushes and then her little body in one. She slid onto the tiles. She was born at 11.26. I screamed the house down. Willow, which is their daughter, um, I think she was only probably two at the time, came in just after Bubs was born. I don't know how my screaming earlier didn't wake her up. She was so cool and calm when Sean arrived home 15 minutes later. He had no idea because I was on the phone to the ambulance. Willow went and got him at the front of the house and said, Hey, Dad, Mum's just had the baby. Come see. <laughs> I think he wanted to name her Tyler after yeah, that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Ambo's arrived not long after and took her to hospital. Uh, took us to hospital. She's just like Willow, a spitting image. She fed really well and is happily tucked up. 3.5 kilos, small tear um, that they might suture in the morning. I'm in shock. I just can't believe it. That oh. was the best when we got that message. I know. That was the best thing ever. Like, I wish I could scroll back and find it, but I lost all my um, I lost all the stuff on my phone from those years. And then she scored a story in the paper. I think she was front page of the local paper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. She. Oh, I just can't believe that she did that. Also, I mean, if you're having con- regular contractions all day, don't send your husband to work. Well, I think she ended up. <laughs> I think she said to me that. Um, she'd actually had like Braxton Hicks for four days. Yeah, she told me too. Yeah. And I was like, you've been in pre-labor for days. <laughs> she forgets that <laughs> now. She girl. vehemently denies I said, that anything yeah. like that. It was just so quick. And then I've like, so she's pregnant again now. And I've said to her, are you scared? Like, are you, what are you going to do when you start getting Braxton Hicks? Are you going to be like straight into yeah. the hospital? <laughs> that then, would make me um, so nervous. She then just sent me another, um, She's another message and she was talking about how she met one of the am- local Ambos that should have been at her birth. Um, and she said that he'd come to work one night and we were chatting about people who call the ambulance for stupid reasons. We should do an episode of that. <laughs> <laughs> he said that one night he should have been helping a lady give birth at home alone, but instead he was with some <laughs> stupid bitch who decided to exercise for the first time in years and hurt her back. Didn't actually need an ambulance. She was like, uh, pretty sure that was me <laughs> having the baby. <laughs> that was me. He was very apologetic and infuriated. Oh, yeah. You feel bad for Amber. Yeah. Um, so after my father-in-law had the heart attack, I actually sent a letter of thanks to the ambulance oh, that's um, nice. via Ambulance Victoria. Yeah. 
um, to pass that on, which they did. Yeah. But then I was on a shift at work one night and that ambulance officer came in and he recognised me straight away and he said, how is – like how is he? Because they don't often get no, to find out all the time either, especially when they get sent to Melbourne yeah. and stuff. And it was so nice. Um, we don't get closure like that either. No. Yeah. And it was so nice being able to say to him like, thank you so much because yeah. without him, like we wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly And right. he said, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Shame I they were there earlier. Though. Yeah, <laughs> I know. He said, I'm so sorry that I yelled at you if you're touching the stuff, but you're just not allowed to. And mm. I was like, no, nah, that's all right. Like I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's – um. You know, yeah, it's um, nice to get that closure. And I think the recognition that they, they deserve that too. Absolutely. They work their asses off. Yeah, of course. Our friend's story is just incredible. I couldn't imagine being my own nurse. <coughs> she like, actually got a copy of her triple um, zero call yes. as well. Oh, I she keeps telling get... us that she would, that she'll like, that we can listen to it. Yeah. But she says it's just me screaming a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear that. Oh my gosh. She, um, yeah, gosh, she's so brave. But yeah, I suppose if you've got no choice, you're supposed to have it. to do it. And don't that's you? another one of those like in the moment adrenaline. Yeah. She's probably thinking, I better stay as calm as I can because if Willow sees me freak out, yeah. then you know you can understand in that situation. And it'd be afterwards you'd bloody go into shock and be like, How yeah. did I just do that? Like, my yeah. cousin had her baby on the side of the road. Oh. Like, <laughs> she went and squatted <laughs> by a tree. She's a midwife. She went and squatted by a tree and her husband was like, you cannot have your baby on the side of a road squatting by a tree. Get your ass in the car. And she had the baby in the car. Like, just insane. My hubby's a car detailer and he recently had to detail a car who's someone whose water's broken the car. (laughs) And he said he was like hot washing all the carpets and there was like a like blood and like. That's amazing. I've only Um, ever seen one natural birth and her waters broke and they just about flew across the room. <laughs> and I was standing a good two and a half metres away from her and it splashed me. Like, <laughs> it was oh, huge. Gross. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe it was like that. Like, in the movies, you just kind of see it like just like just, a pee. Yeah. Or like a little splash. But this was like Imagine the equivalent of projectile vomiting. <laughs> Imagine if that happens to you in a, like, supermarket or something. This comes like... <laughs> But I don't, lots of people say it's not like a big nah. gush like it is in the movies. But this was fuck. probably because she was like under pressure well, she from was, a contraction. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she was flat legs on her up. back with her legs <laughs> open, and it was yeah, it was great. Oh my god, this was good, and everyone freaked out. I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> uh, and that's one of those things in the moment you just have to be so cool. And the, one of the doctors thanked me afterwards and she was like, oh, my God, you were just so cool-headed, rah, rah, rah. And I was like, oh, well, what else if, you supposed ca- to if do? cows and horses can do it, then yeah. people can do it. <laughs> Rightio, I think that's it for us. Thanks for listening to episode 10. Next episode is for our fledglings. Oh. Nursing students are such an undervalued and overworked part of our industry, so we're going to share the love. Speaking of share the love... Please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your nursing mates and follow us on Instagram and all that shit. Two Humorous Nurses Podcast is our Instagram. Email us with your topic suggestions and your nursing stories. We want your Christmas stories. Start sending those in now. Yesterday even. We can't wait to read these. We're so excited. (laughs) You can email them to us at humorousnurses at gmail.com. That's humorous like the bone. H-U-M-E-R-U-S, nurses at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.